Hi everyone. Welcome to the Healing Place podcast. I am Terry Welbrock, your host. And just a reminder before we get started with the interview today that you can listen to past podcast episodes as well as um, all the future ones on my website. If you go to the podcast page, uh, there is a, uh, if you scroll down, there are um, links to you, to YouTube or YouTube, iTunes and um, Blueberry, as well as if you don't have accounts there, that you can just listen directly um, on the on the site itself. So just click on whichever one you're interested in listening to, and kick back and listen in. All right. Thanks so much. And that is at terrywellbrock.com. T-E-R-I-1-R-W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K. Awesome. All right. We'll start up in just a moment. One more thing I wanted to add before we start. I had listened to another podcaster today, um, episode one of a new podcast. He had reached out to me and um, very, very cool. So I have subscribed to his podcast, and I'll give him a shout-out here soon. Um, But very casual. He was walking through a park recording his. And so um, Sammy's here in the room with me today, so she may bark, may not. And the kids are swimming in the pool. I record from my writing space, which is a very sacred space for me. Um, so outside right now there is splashing and yelling and laughter and joy. So if you hear that in the background, just know that that's what's happening. So yeah, like to keep it uh, very real. Okay, cool. Hang on for just a second and I'll have our guest on. All right, everybody, I am back. Did my little intro of, you know, kids are in the backyard making noise. So um, today I am super excited to have with me Jen Burtonen. So welcome, Jen. Thank you. So excited to have you. We, I know, um, me too. Yeah. Ever since I read your bio, I was like, yep, she's my girl. <laughs> I know. Well, <laughs> my gosh. When I Every person I talk to, I, I've sent to your website, so just FYI, because oh, I love, 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 like, I just love the title of it, number one, and I'll let you, I'll let you talk about it here in a minute, but, um, so yeah, so tell us, you know, about your mission and you and what you do. Yeah, so actually by day, I work with software development teams, but that's not the super interesting part of my work. I have a podcast called Going There, where, you know, like you, I love to host really intimate um, conversations. I love to talk about the things that are hard to talk about. Because I found that in my own healing is I have to talk about these things. I spent probably 45 years of my life being really lonely and isolating myself, and no one would have known that. And so for me, I have to talk to others, and I have to hear me too. I have to know that others, right, have experienced um, the emotional baggage that, that we all carry. Like, we all have it. We're all on different levels and needs of healing and so the work I do is really to help support people you know emotional support as they're going through those tough times and really feel exhausted like they're isolating themselves you know they know something is off but you know maybe they don't quite know if it's trauma related or not Um, but really to peel back the layers 
uncover those stories sure uh, and just try to put it back into something that makes sense and helps them you know move forward in a way that feels really good right and I, I totally get it I when I put when I started putting all my stuff out there on, and I did it on Facebook that was that was like yeah, the first place too. that me I started too. just like I just started putting stuff out about, you know, people knew I had had a history with panic attacks, you know, people who were super close to me, but other people didn't know my trauma history. And so when I started putting my stuff out there, oh my gosh, I was so blown away by, you know, the private messages I would get or the texts I would get or the phone calls to say, oh my gosh, this happened to me too. You know, yeah, I had, you know, I was molested or or I had this happen or whatever. And, and a lot of that Me Too connection that you talked about. And then it was very empowering for me to know that I was having an impact helping these people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, anytime I'm feeling a little um, down about, you know, maybe maybe an episode didn't get as many downloads as I wanted or something. Like, I try not to look at numbers and everything. Right. But the moment one person reaches out and says something, and I get that a few times a day, it's just... It, you know, it's that, that energy to keep going because people do need to hear it. People are getting more comfortable talking about the hard to share things. And this is my role in it. You know, if, if I can, I've always been the awkward, I'll go first, raise my hand because I hate <laughs> quiet. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the awkward, uncomfortable, quiet guy right. I just don't like. You know, so I'm like, if this is my role in life, then amazing. Right, <laughs> right. No, I think it's fantastic. And again, so what? Before I forget, because I, I my menopause yeah. brain will forget. Um, <laughs> what What is your website, and how how can people connect with you? You know, Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. Yeah, I, so I kept it pretty simple. My name is dot com. Uh, the last name is Vivian Victor E R T A N E N dot com, and you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. That's my website. Uh, kept it super, super simple because I have that uh, pre-menopausal brain going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forget my own name. Right. I well, and I, I, I had gone to a writer's workshop, and one of the things they said, you know, that they emphasized was to make yourself a brand, you know, to brand yeah. you because you – you know, when I when I go to your website, you know, you have the blog, you have the podcast, you have, you know, your um, courses or your, your coaching, I guess, that you do, yeah. connecting yeah. people. And so, you know, when people think of you and, you know, I've got the book, I've got the therapy dog stuff, but but there can be, I'm, I'm really marketing me, you're marketing you, and, and yeah. what you can do to help others heal. And so, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate commitment. So branding my name uh, under my name it means that I can pivot and adjust as I'm feeling, as I'm changing and growing. Yes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, well so I that's was, why I, I just I don't like commitment. <laughs> no, I got it because yeah, there's certain things that I get all gung ho about, and then I'm like, well, that's just kind of fizzling or not going. Right, away. Right. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna make a right turn I've and go so over many here. Domain names and websites <laughs> and ideas and yes. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yes, I get it. Well, and I'm so blown away when I've got in, you know, and, and stalked you and, you know, researched. And, Stalking with kindness. Yes, exactly. But just, yeah, so blown away that, you know, so much of this, you know, like your transition, what, started in 2015? Is that mm-hmm. how I read things correctly? Yeah, yeah, three, three years ago. Wow, that is super cool. Yeah, mine was 2013 was kind of a catalyst point. Okay. Um, but, yeah. You know, I, I've had 
big catalyst points, but I think the one, you know, actually going back to when my daughter, who's turning 14 soon, the day she was born was a big catalyst, but I think it wasn't until three years ago that it all kind of culminated and came together and made me go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And those aha moments, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. All right, so what is it, what, what do you do? What, what's your, I mean, like, what's the coaching bit of it? What's, what is your role with people? Yeah, I mean, it's, I love asking hard questions. I, I think this comes from my software development background, quite honestly. Um, but I, I love getting curious. I love exploring. And I think that's just my natural personality. And so my approach is, like, I want to help a person get uncomfortable because I think it's, it's, we keep ourselves so safe and protected, and there's a time and a place for that. But it does hinder us in, in moving forward in life, in living the best life that we possibly can in our healing. And so what I want to do is take people, and what I do do, is take people that are ready to kind of walk through that uncomfortable mess and turn it into something more beautiful, bigger, better, what have you, right? Yes. And so... Each person is going to have a different story, a different set of life experiences that they come to the table with, and I just get really curious with them. It's like, here's who I am, here's what I'm about, I'm very pragmatic, I'm very matter-of-fact with this, I want to get very objective, and let's just kind of put our inspector hats on and pick up our magnifying glasses and start picking things apart and understand why the behaviors, what are the patterns, what are the blind spots. What are some different perspectives? How do we, with this knowledge, what do we do with it? One of the things I like to say is, once you know, you can't unknow, right? Yes. And so now you're faced with a decision of either you act on it or you don't. And it's okay not to act on everything. Like, there's things I, I don't want to address yet. I may never want to address, but I've made the conscious decision because I identified it, right? Yes. Um, so that's where I get people to is at least identifying and acknowledging and building this greater self-awareness so that they can make really good informed decisions. Yeah, you just took the word out of my mouth. I was going to say awareness. Once there's an awareness, <laughs> yeah. it's, it does. It, well, one, just the awareness is healing, but the yeah. awareness is so, it's just so enlightening. Like, again, yeah. when yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm a firm proponent in, uh, so one of my old stories was that, and this goes back to childhood, and I'm 48, so it's been a long time, but that I was a really not a nice person, and I had a lot of evidence to prove that. I had a lot of evidence not to prove it, but I wasn't looking at that, right? We tend to focus on the negative. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I had to untangle that story and really look at it. And I'm like, yeah, there's parts of this that I actually do own. There have been times I haven't been that great of a person, you know. And so my, my point there is what do I own versus what don't I own? And then let that stuff that I don't own, like, shove that away. It is not doing anything positive and productive for me. Focus on what I own and control, Right. And, and work from that. Yes. Yes. And once, and I think that once we realize what it is we do own, like those things where, you know, um, 
you know, I have a tendency to be needy and clingy and um, mm -hmm. so, but, but finally again, having that awareness of that, um, I was able to kind of, again, like you said, get the, the magnifying glass out and take a look at it and be like, mm -hmm. well, where is this coming from? Where's, what's it stemming yeah. from and what's triggering it? And yeah, again, yeah. very enlightening. So, you know, and it's, I, I always tell people like, this is not easy work. Uh, it, it made, like for me, it took a really long time and I'm to the point where I'm like, I am always going to be doing this work and that's okay. I, I now enjoy it because it's, it's a, it's a process of self-discovery, right? Even though I'm very self-aware, there's a lot more that I can learn, um, and do, right? Right. And so it's a lifelong journey and that to me is the exciting part now. Like, yeah. I, I kind of like when I, when I get triggered by something or tripped up by something, it's like, ooh, where's that coming from? Yeah, that's so cool. I, and I do the same thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I can't wait to pick up the journal and start writing about it and saying, yeah. let's see what, let's find out what this trigger is all about. Yeah. yeah it's not so you know, scary. Once you, once you uncover that nut, that nugget, it's like, oh, again, now I get to choose what I want to do with that. Sure. Yeah, very cool. I love it. Yeah. So who's your who's your target audience? I mean, who, who do you <laughs> want to reach? I love that. It is women <laughs> like me, of course, because uh, when, you know, women with similar life experiences. But I identify as very strong and independent. I always have. I'm the warrior. I'm the tough love. I'm the mama bear. I'm the take you under my wing. And people like me need people like me okay like I need someone to take me under their wing I need someone who can get me to drop my facades and my mask and and break down a little bit to 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 feel the emotion that's been bottled up for quite possibly decades right, right. like I'm past that now which is why I can do this work but it's for those women that you know, their insides are not matching their outsides. You know, outsides is look good on paper, happy family, nice home, good job, you know, maybe looks like uh, an active social life. And for so much of my life, I was heartbreakingly lonely. And you never would have guessed it. Right. You know, right. you build up this persona of this strong independence, and I am that. But I'm also someone who needs the space to to fall apart, to be help be put back together, right. to explore my traumas and the stories that I've been carrying all these years, and, well, and the loneliness, right? Right. I mean, and, like, and, that doesn't come from an emotionally well place. You can't be chronically lonely and emotionally well. Yes. Right. In, my, in my opinion. And I think that um, the the word that comes to mind for me is vulnerability, and and. Yeah. yeah, keeping that nice, that vulnerability in a nice, safe little space. Like, you know, everything yeah. is wonderful. Don't don't look well, over think, here in this box. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, reminding that strength and independence can come with a softness, you know. Yeah. Um, like, you can be both that and tender and, you know, all those things. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's women like me that you would never guess are lonely, isolate themselves, uh, what have you. Well, yeah. I mean, and again, the, like the introverted, you 
coming across as yeah. an extrovert, but but really feeling, I mean, truly like on a soul level as an introvert. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of that, you know, it leads to exhaustion and it's a self-fulfilling cycle and it's incredibly hard to get out. And oftentimes we don't even realize that we're in it until something happens, right? And it's like, oh, wait, you know, we have a, a wake-up moment, if you will. And then it's the, oh, shit, what do I do with this? Yes, right. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I love those, I love when people have those moments because it's like they're on the precipice to something that helps them feel more themselves inside. And yeah. it's like, it's scary, it's uncomfortable, it's all those things, but that's why people like me and like you exist is to help, I think of it as hand-holding, yes. um, you know, <laughs> through kind of that chasm. Yeah, the other side. absolutely. I just, I think I, I just blogged about that in saying, you know, one that it's, I consider those like little angel nudges, like, you know, yeah. kind of giving us a little nudge, but yeah, and, and needing, I need a hand to hold, but I also love being the one to hold the hand. So I totally, totally get absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So what led you to, yeah, where you are and, yeah. and what you're doing? Yeah, so I mean, it really started uh, 14 years ago when my daughter was born, and it's been this um, kind of slow progression, but it really came to a head three years ago when a number of things were going on. Um, I <laughs> I had told my husband um, that I wanted a divorce. I told him in February, and I had been mulling this over, I think, for seven years, okay, and it was just, you know, I felt like we had done everything possible. It just wasn't going to work. So I told him in February. In the meantime, I would tell friends who had never met him because they were my online friends I'd met around the world, you know, like maybe we can remarry when we're in our 70s. Maybe we, and I found evidence of people doing that. You know, maybe we can have houses side by side. Like I love him, but. Right. And it was all these things. And... Um, I had rented an apartment, but I hadn't moved out because our daughter was still in school, and we didn't want to tell her until school was done. So fast forward to June of three years ago. Wow, like it's June right now as we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know, school let out on a Friday. We told her on a Sunday, and it was one of the worst days of my life. Um, I, I grew up wanting my, my parents to be divorced. I didn't want them to be together, so I, it just didn't really dawn on me what it was going to do to her, right? right? And right. that sounds stupid, but it is what it is. So anyway, that night, I'm laying in bed, and I can't sleep. I'm tossing and turning. Uh, we spent all day crying on the couch together, hugging and what have you. And it just hit me. Like, all of a sudden, it, like, it was almost like a voice. It was like my heart, my ego had been talking over my heart for so many years. And my heart was finally that night standing up and being like, no, this is not what I want. I have not done everything I can do to save and nurture my marriage, right? So I had to, I talked to my husband the next day and we agreed to spend a week, you know, just uh, making sure before we retold our daughter again. And, you know, it's just (laughs) three years later we are, so much stronger than we ever have been before. But what the important part there is the heart versus the ego, right? Yes. I think when you're strong and independent and you have all of these stories that you've gathered throughout your life, 
you know, I'll be honest, my ego can be pretty big. Um, my ego has led me to make some really big, good decisions. And this was a very big decision I've made. And all of a sudden I had to say, wait a second. Like, I've always trusted my gut and my instinct on these decisions. And now, I, like, I, I'm, I'm not. My, right. I was wrong. This is not what I actually want. Yeah, when, um, when that conflict so, happens, yeah, between heart and mind, yeah. yes, right? Yeah, and so, it, you know, that forced me to do some really deep digging because now, all of a sudden, I spent 45 years of my life trusting myself, right, surviving childhood abuse, being the only one I could trust, and now I couldn't even trust myself. Yeah. And that was hard. Yeah. That was really hard. Sure. Now, so you just mentioned childhood abuse. What What is your yeah. history with that? So my dad, my dad is severely mentally ill, which does not equate to abuse. I'm, I need to make that clear. Uh, but we were told when I was 12 that if we left, he would come find us and kill us. Oh. He is very mentally, well, very uh, emotionally and verbally abusive, never physical. And uh, I would try to get him to hit me because I was told that's the only way he would be removed from the home is if he was a physical threat to himself or others. Um, so I took that on from, you know, tried to take the focus away from my mom and my brother and put it on me. And that resulted in some promiscuity, some, you know, just all the things. Sure, <laughs> um, right. All the things. But, you know, it goes back to growing up not knowing what a, a healthy partnership looked like, knowing that I never wanted what my mom went through. I, I didn't want children. I didn't want, you know, I wasn't sure who I was and if I would be that kind of person raising my children. Uh, but being told your dad, you know, has the potential to come kill you and you're living with him, like, that's scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, it yes. did happen, but... That seed was planted when I was really young. Well, and I mean, think of the impact that that has, I mean, on a child's psyche. I mean, psyche. Yeah. 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 You know, and my mother just divorced him two years ago. And so, you know, I've been battling this my entire life. And, uh, well, when I listened to your oh, podcast, you know, I told you before yeah. we started recording that I had listened to. Um, um, one of your podcasts, and, and you mm -hmm. talked about that in in the podcast, um, you know, having, confronting your mom about it, and, and talking yeah. to her about, um, and I, lo I loved in that podcast, because it, it was just, again, so real, and, and just amazing on so many levels, but how you were like, you caught yourself and said, Maybe I need to come back at back at this in a, in a different way, <laughs> a little gentler, or however you worded yeah, it. But yeah, a kinder way. A kinder way. That was it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. cool. Because you know, again, being re I don't want to give myself an excuse. There is I do own being a kind, good person, right? And I was not showing my mom kindness in that moment, and that was on me. There's so many reasons why. Sure. That doesn't mean I can't work right. to be better to be more kind. Yeah, in but that's moments. that's the beauty of it is that because you now realize those triggers and what your dad triggers in you, and you mm -hmm. you were able to take a step back. I mean, you had a, a 
natural, you know, a human reaction to it. And then, but right. you took a step back from it and said, wait a minute, hold up. And, and then mm -hmm. came at it in a different way. So yeah. kudos but, to you. But you know, that wasn't me three years ago. Right. It, you know, it, that it goes back to that self-awareness and getting really uncomfortable. Right. And, yeah. and which is why it's so amazing that you, you know, you're willing to be that hand to hold for women mm -hmm. um, to help them get into that, that place. Yeah. Yeah. So just because we have to talk about it, the title of, yeah. or like your, um, oh, I'm so drawing a blank, um, on your web page. Yeah. You know, so your name, tell me what it says after what your name, because I love it. Well, the Frank, that part? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Frank, <laughs> no fucks given approach to dealing with your pain. Raw honesty, proven practices, and a whole lot of humor. This is me in a nutshell. Um, it's, again, it's that pragmatic matter of fact. Um, I've always been good, and I think it comes from childhood trauma, but of managing my energy and where I'm spending it. And I observe so many people spending energy on all the things so they don't have energy for the really important things. And oh, let's say, like, healing, right? <laughs> <laughs> that little thing, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, like, I want people to be ruthless about this because how on earth can we heal society's problems if we are a bunch of really traumatized, heavy emotional baggage that we're carrying inside. I want people to wear it on their sleeves and just be like, this is who I am. And I get that this is Pollyanna-ish um, and, you know, altruistic and what have you. But the more people that can do that, the better, right? Amen, and sister. And so give the fuck where it matters. Yes. <laughs> where you can control the outcome, right? Yes, right. Um, my coworker and I are going through the exact same situation at work. She's freaking out and, and panicking and is full of anxiety. I get it. Um, I'm not because I'm not in control of the outcome. And so I'm not going, I'm going to let the cards fall where they may because I trust myself enough to know that if the cards don't fall the way I need them, I can go do X, Y, and Z. Like I will on a safety emotional level I will be okay it might suck but I will be okay right and, you know and I want people to get to that point because there's power in that oh yes exactly when you're you can finally say right that I cannot control the outcome of this and right. and just learn to be um, yeah accepting of what control it is that, that life is, is yeah. giving you yeah yeah. Yeah, very cool. And humor. You have to have yes. humor. I have to laugh. <laughs> I have to be like, that is so seriously messed up. Can we just laugh about that for a moment? <laughs> right. Right? Yes. Comedy and tragedy. It's the same or different sides of the same coin. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, any myths or facts that you would like to clarify for listeners? Is there anything that you've discovered, um, you know, along this journey that you've been like, well, that's really stupid or? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that I have, I have two quick things. If you are amassing all the self-help in the world, if you're reading all the books and doing all the things, but you're not moving forward, I think you're using those tools as a distraction and it's time to start taking some action. 
I, I like how he rhymes there. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was guilty of that, of thinking, just gathering all these inputs and, you know, thinking that not, not, not saying out loud that I thought the silver bullet was in there, but I can look back now and be like, I was searching for a silver bullet that never existed. I had to go through the hard, messy, uncomfortable, complicated work, right? So right. That's, that's number one. Um, the second thing is, I, I said earlier, like to me, I will always be on this journey. I will always have things that give me a visceral kick in the gut. Like I've come to expect it. So now when it happens, I'm not surprised. Right? Right. And I think it's that, it's that, that acknowledgement and, and um, acceptance. This is my life. You know, I was dealt these cards. They're not, it's not a bad life by any means, but my work is to continue to do this work. I don't, I don't, I can't stand here and say, I will ever be healed. I have no idea what that looks like anymore. And I used to say, oh, let's like someday, someday I'll be thin. Someday. You know, I'll wear the pretty dress when I'm, you know, 20 pounds lighter. Someday I'll be healed. It's like, no. There are parts I'm healing. There are parts that may never heal. And that is okay. That's called being a human. Yes. Oh, that's, and that is, well, I think I have that on my website somewhere. But when I, when (laughs) I, yeah, when I was writing, I know we are. We're we're like kindred spirits. It's crazy. But they, when I was contemplating, you know, I've been writing this book forever in my head, um, but I kept telling myself, well, Terry, you can't write this book because you're not healed, you're not cured, you're mm-hmm. not fixed. Mm-hmm. And then I finally came to the realization that that's the beauty, is being able to live a life of l- like laughter and joyousness and tranquility and all of these things that we strive to be while still being quote-unquote broken. Well, while yeah. still having these, you know, triggers, or still having, hi Sam, or still having, you guys say hi, still having these, um, yeah, well, you know, you know, I can still have a panic attack on a highway, or yeah. if we're going over yeah. a bridge, or whatever it is that's still, there's still something there that's not quite resolved, and and yes, I'm still working on it, and yes, I always will be. Um, and it'll be great someday if there's if I find that silver bullet and find that cure. But I yeah. also am not saying that I have to get there before right. sharing my story and helping like, others. I never would have guessed that 14 years later I would finally not be lonely anymore. Like, <laughs> and that was my entire adult life. Like, 14 years I've been actively working on this. You know, right. like it did not come to me overnight. This is years of bloody and battered and bruised <laughs> yes. and broken and, you know, and I still consider myself broken. Like, to me, it's kind of this badge of honor. It's, this is my warrior, you know. These are my warrior wounds that I've come through battle with, and they're, they're, they're beautiful. Yes. Like, and I don't want to sound Pollyanna, but they are because through this, now I can help others do this work. Yes. Through this, I've learned to be a much better mother than I ever was. Uh, with my older kids. I mean, there's just, there's so many silver linings and that's what I want to focus on because I can't undo the past. I can't go back in time. You know, I can't predict the future. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. I, so I, I totally get it. You know, but being in, in the now, the, the, the past 
is there. It's impacted us. Yeah. Um, totally. And we have, have acknowledged it, and that's where I think you know the growth comes in, in acknowledging it, and like you said, putting that putting the story out there and getting those Me Too connections. Um, in the future, you know, it might not be here at the next second. Um, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. just being in the now. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All there's, right. a, there's a quote I love. It's about a, a like a Chinese bowl that's broken, and I'm not doing it any justice right now. But it's like when it's put back together with gold, it becomes more beautiful. And that's how I choose to look at things. I think that's my natural positivity coming through. Yes. Um, but I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it, it is more beautiful. Right. I have a friend that, that um, paints, and so um, I had asked her, my sister, I, I've asked her to do it as well. Um, I said, someday when you have the inspiration, if you get the inspiration, I'd love to have like a painting of an old, like, um, you know, like an an Egyptian, you know, clay vessel, Mm. but that is cracked with light coming through the cracks from within it. Because I think that's kind of like what I see with you and and me and, and survivors that when we, when we are cracked, that's how that beautiful light inside of us kind of shines through those those broken those cracks yeah very cool and once you once you have that feeling i call it heart cracked wide open once you feel that like it's almost it's almost overwhelming and it almost hurts so good yeah like a like a deep tissue massage it hurts so good but you just want more and more of that and so it's that impetus to keep finding things that crack you open a little bit more Right. Like we've been, I've been in survival mode my entire life. Many of us have been. And so my heart has been incredibly closed and walled off, even to myself, right? To almost walking away from a marriage that I didn't want to walk away from, really. Uh, But the more that light gets through, it just, oh, it feels so good. You just want more of it. Yes. (laughs) That's so funny. Again, it's just kind of baffles me when I read things that you've written or you speak things and I'm like oh my god she so gets me but exactly <laughs> this morning I was I was sitting there and I had a handful of blueberries I know this is so weird but it's so me anymore and I took a couple of blueberries and I was like oh my god these are the most delicious blueberries I think I've ever had in my life and I was like enjoy and I was like I think I might cry over the fact that these blueberries are so delicious and it was one of those moments where it was like my heart was so happy over these stupid freaking blueberries blueberries <laughs> yes that's exactly it yes oh my god yeah see there's that's what I love about the internet there's a lot of bad stuff but it brings people like us together who would never cross paths before yes right and it's and it's yeah we may never meet in person but we have an instant connection and I feel a little bit less lonely in the world knowing that someone like you exists and others like us yes yes Um, who who just get it Uh, and I could not agree more I, I I love it when yes when I it's soul connections when you just find yeah. that other person and there's, there's just that soul connection um yeah. because yeah you get it and again, you know, and for people too. listening in who maybe haven't felt that, right, who are feeling isolated and, and lonely, like literally the only way is to go through it. And that's what I did a number of years ago on Facebook was just said, I'm lonely. You would never guess it, but I have suffered from lonely, chronic loneliness my entire adult life. Here's what it looks like to me. You would never, again, you would not know that looking at me. You know, as we walk around, what is every person that you're seeing? What are they feeling inside, right? How can you 
show a little bit more grace? How can you reach out and get and, and foster connection, right? Because the more of us doing that, my hope is the less feel lonely. Yeah. I had to take the first step and it was scary. It was uncomfortable. It was awkward. But I'm like, I'm me just sitting on my couch crying about it like for 45 years, that's not helping me. Right. 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 So why would I continue doing the same thing? So yeah, if someone out there listening is dealing with that and, you know, wants to, wants to just have a conversation, like I, I love having these conversations and just giving tactical, actionable things that you can try to do with your, within your circumstances. Sure. Yeah. And I found again, you know, well, again, meme Facebook seems to be the thing to just mm. put put my shit out there. Um, and, but then, yeah. but then those conversations start, and whether they start privately or whether they start, you know, yeah. on on the post yeah. or whatever, whatever way. But wow, it's it is really cool when I do know notice that people will step up and say, yeah. "Oh my gosh, yeah," and and they'll yeah. say they'll say. Thanks, Terry, for talking about this because this is this is something you know that just isn't talked about a lot. Or um, yeah. and when you put it out there and you put it, you know, other people connect to it because I'm yeah. I'm willing to finally say, yeah, um, this happened and it sucks and <laughs> yeah. So well, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos to you. I think it's fantastic. So if people want to reach out to you and, um, you know, grab your hand and hold on, they could do yeah. so. Yeah. Um, yeah. My email is jen at jenbertman.com. Again, I kept it very simple so I could remember it. Right. Um, but, yeah, send an email. I'm always open to, you know, 15, 20-minute chats with people because this is too important, right? I value my time. Um, I don't mind charging for my time. But things like this, if someone just needs a little kick in the pants, a little hand holding, like that's my that's my thing in life. Right. You know, that's that's what I do. Very cool. Yeah. Um what support and resources have you utilized? Have you do you have a support system in place, a specific one that you utilize? Well, I do so going back to chronic loneliness and putting that out on Facebook, I did over the course of three years um, while I was going through the, the self-exploration stuff, I don't think that I could have had a good female friendship uh, before, you know, before doing some of this harder inner work. Uh, but putting it out there, I have built my group of three, three really close and then some peripheral local women that are the support. And, you know, we, we have each other's backs. And again, coming from, you know, my childhood where I felt like no one had my, my back, my teachers, my grandparents, my parents, you know, aunts and uncles, like, I didn't feel like anyone had my back. And so to be able to let someone else give that support, I had to do some healing work first. And so, yes, I do have that group. Uh, one of my absolute favorite books, and I'm so upset with the guy because I think he's, been called out for sexual assault Aww. and I recommend his book all the time so right. I'm really angry but it is a good book is The Body Keeps the Score oh sure best, best yeah Vanderkolk yeah 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 I just read right. that I did read that recently right um, that that it was I think it was from what I read is that um 
Yeah, he was just very uh, misogynistic and, yeah. and degrading towards... I'm um, very disappointed with that. Yeah, me too. The book is wonderful. Yes. Have you read the book? Oh, yes. It's one of my favorites. And yes. when I speak, you know, I always put up the books that have had most most profound impact on me. I put them up on one of the slides. And, um, yeah, that's one of them. That's always up there. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, you know, for um, at least for me, it helps me more scientifically understand and not that i'm scientifically minded but i do love data i think that's my software development <laughs> background yeah um but it helps me understand it not just a feeling way but in a scientific way why the visceral things come up and what's actually happening in my body because again it's like it, it's another layer of self-awareness that now if i feel this way i can ask these sets of questions and use these sets of tools to help me more quickly move through the negative feeling into a place back of power and what have you. Yes. Yeah, less the scared little girl and more the empowered adult who, you know, have a really good life. Yeah. And that's, again, well, yeah. I mean, so many of the, those books, that one, and have you read... Um, you are not your brain, and um, there's another one on brain, but brain plasticity studies, um, kind of the same thing, um, where when I read those, after I read The Body Keeps the Score, uh -huh. um, and how we can change our neuron pathways, it, and again, very scientific, I, I love all that data as well, because it yeah. now that I understand what's, what was happening in my body when a panic attack would arise, yeah. Um, yeah, it's empowering to know, um, yeah, how to handle it. Um, so anyway, yeah. there you go. But I think that's my go-to. You know, I have my Pinterest board full of stuff that helps me feel good. I, yeah. I have, like, my, my tangible items that are kind of my totems, my touch points, if you will, if I get into a, a you know, a more negative space. Um, and sometimes I just let myself sit in there, right? Because there's something that I need to work on. Yeah. So that next time it's not as bad. Next time I can get myself out of it faster. Right. Um, you know, and, and so it's just, again, I think there's power in expecting that it will happen again so that you're not as blindsided or caught off guard when it does. It's like, oh, here's another occurrence of this. I've been through this before, and I survived. Like, right. I will survive again. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I learned, and I don't know if you utilize it, but my therapist had taught me this, um, was um, just noticing and not judging. So yeah. when something arises, now I will just notice and be like, okay, well, this is happening. Um, and then... Um, but I won't judge what's happening. And then, yeah, and then I'll journal about it and be like, oh, there's that trigger. There it is. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think that's when I talk about, you know, being objective about it, it's that same thing, right? Like, just notice it. It doesn't have to be good, bad, right, or wrong. We don't have to assign anything to it. And that takes practice. You oh, know? Yeah. But it's, again, if you don't get started, you don't build the practice muscle. Right. Um, right. And so it's that, you know, don't expect that you're always going to get it right. Like, I still catch myself, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I wish I, you know, did. I know better than this. Yeah. Uh, but, again, that's life. 
Absolutely. How do we want to stop buying for our attention? We're not always going to get it right. Right. <laughs> All right. So I have one last crazy question for you. Did I send you the questions yes. beforehand? Did you? You read did. Them? You okay. Did. All right. But this one always throws everybody. Maybe you thought about okay. it. So I, I just love this question because I think it's profound and deep. Um, so if you could meet anyone in the world, dead or alive, who could help you with this journey that you're on, whether it be your personal or your mm -hmm. professional, who would it be? You know what? I forced myself not to answer this ahead of time because <laughs> I love intuition and what comes up. And, and what immediately came up for me was Mary Magdalene. Oh, I am so yeah. fascinated with Mary Magdalene and just the history, the story, what we do know, what we don't know. Um, I think that that mama energy that she, to me, exudes. Uh, what a great answer. I mean, because, you. you know, I mean, she's in my, I tell my daughter, I'm like, my daughter did a report on her um, ah. because she had to pick, you know, like a woman in history kind of thing. And um, mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene was, came up. And so, you know, so she and I had this conversation. She's going into seventh grade, but it was, I think, last year. Yeah, in sixth grade. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know, she was Jesus's best friend. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so... Um, and, what a, and I'm not very, like, I'm not religious, but Mary right. Magdalene and Jesus as a person. Oh. Oh, gosh. I think he was such a cool dude. I mean, his message. Such a cool dude. Yeah, like, I'd want to hang out with him because um, he. Drink wine with Jesus. I know. Like, can you, can you hear some water? Make some more wine. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like, that is the best kind of friend to have. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, but she's, she's mystical, she's magical, she's grounded, she's like all the things. Yeah, and had a history, and had, I'm sure, trauma, and had, and, yeah, well, baggage. She had a voice, she had an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Oh, and gosh, I love that answer. Now you, I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably <laughs> journal about I'm that. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Dang, intuition. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we are uh, at our 45 minutes, so it has been yeah. a pleasure and honor. Is there anything else that you want to add before we close out? No, I just thank you so much for this. Thank you for the work that you're doing because I know you're very active in doing it and the heart behind it. And uh, I just, yeah. Well, thank, thank, you. thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share my thoughts, opinions, experiences, and Absolutely. See if I can reach someone in your audience. Sure, you know? sure. And I'll yeah, put it. I'll put this you. out on on our. Uh, I have a Healing Place podcast um, Facebook page and Instagram, and cool. we'll put this all yeah, out there. I'll and I'll put links. Sure, yeah, and I'll put links to all your stuff so people can go check out your amazing website and listen in on your mm -hmm. podcast as well. Um, and you. it's it's been an absolute pleasure. So again, thank yeah, you. Thank you. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and do a little close out. Thanks everybody for listening in and I will see you again in uh, two weeks. And until then, be gentle with yourselves. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.